I had a conversation recently with a brand new client that took me back to the time in my life when I had bounced back from divorce and I had made so many positive changes in my health and lifestyle, but I was still deeply unsatisfied and disconnected from my purpose. Maybe this story will resonate for you. My new client knew from the age of 13 what she wanted to do for a career, and she made it happen. She climbed the corporate ladder, got the six-figure salary, has a beautiful family, great relationship with the spouse, awesome children, and actually just put down money on a beautiful home in the suburbs. As she explained to me during our first call, nothing is bad. It's all good. And yet, despite the success, there's a deep dissatisfaction in a belief that she's not tapping into her full potential. She told me there has to be something more. I'm bored and I'm not living life on my terms. Can you relate? And what do you do when you climb every ladder of success but still feel like shit? We'll discuss this week in episode 108 of Life Amplified. My name is Dan Mason. In 2012, I was overweight, getting divorced, battling depression, and feeling trapped in a career where I was successful, but bored and unfulfilled. And it's actually the greatest gift I've ever been given. I use my pain as a springboard to discover my life's purpose. Now, I want to share the same tools and strategies which help transform my life with you. So you can live Life Amplified. Every person I've ever met has a deep desire to be successful, but if you ever stop to consider what is success and what does it mean to you personally? I read an article last weekend in the Los Angeles Times about the life and death of film producer and philanthropist Steve Bing. He's not a household name. He might not be somebody that you've ever heard of, but the man was worth hundreds of millions of dollars. He was the producer behind many well-known movies, including The Polar Express, which you've probably watched growing up as a teenager, or now you watch it with your children. He's produced several documentaries about some of the most famous musicians in the world, and also a man who's one of the biggest political contributors out there. So much so that he's personal friends with a couple of ex-presidents. And from all accounts, a man who genuinely wanted to make a difference in the lives of others. Before his death, he was working with his best friend, who was a former Green Beret, to develop an app that would help prevent veteran suicides. He was a man who was actively involved in feeding the homeless around Los Angeles. And despite all the fortune, all the success, and all the service, he died June 22nd of this year when he committed suicide after throwing himself from a 27-story window at his luxury high-rise in Century City. According to the article, friends said his last days were difficult, that the pandemic this year had cut him off from many of his friends and his very over-the-top, boisterous social life. And with less face-to-face -face social interaction and less opportunities to numb himself with partying, he proceeded to fall into a downward spiral that he could not pull himself out of. With an estimated fortune of over $600 million in the bank, Steve Bing, by any stretch of the imagination, was successful. So it begs the question, is it possible to be successful if you're also not deeply personally fulfilled? Is that sustainable? I don't believe so. And the trick is, as we think about this definition of success, there is no universal answer that I can give to you. This is something that is very subjective that is going to depend on you and your personal values. 
But I would also suggest that being able to define success on your terms is one of the most important things that you'll do in this lifetime. Because if you don't know exactly what it is you want, you're going to attract confusion. You're going to be on that hamster wheel and be the person that says, hey, I'll be happy when. I'll be happy when I have a million dollars in the bank. I'll be happy when I make it to CEO. I'll be happy when I get out of this marriage and find a partner who loves me. I'll be happier when I have a bigger house. Because as somebody who lived that way for many years of my adult life, I can tell you I was just guessing. <laughs> it was like throwing things against a wall and just hoping that there would be one thing that would stick, that would fill that spiritual hole that I felt in my life. So I'm going to give you some questions to consider today to help you figure out what success means for you. But first, I want to start by telling you three things that success definitely isn't and will lead you to absolutely feeling like shit on the back end. Number one, success is not what other people tell you that it is. Success is what that means to you. But the challenge for many people is that we're programmed from an early age to believe what our caretaker's model of success is, which is just a projection of what they believed was possible for their own life. Oprah Winfrey famously tells a story of being raised by her grandmother, who she used to watch her grandmother uh, washing clothes for the white family that she took care of. And the grandmother looked at her and said, now you listen here, Oprah, you know, you just you know, keep your nose to the ground and you work hard and hopefully one day you find a nice white family to take care of you. Growing up in the South before the civil rights movement, the best thing that Oprah's grandmother could imagine was just being able to go to work for one of the air quote nice white families who might let you take some leftovers home to your kids, or they might give you some of the old clothes that they're not using anymore. And thank God Oprah didn't follow her grandmother's definition of success. She held herself to a much higher standard. But where are the places in your life where you might be chasing a version of success that somebody else told you that you should want? And in some cases, maybe you're avoiding a level of success that somebody told you that you wouldn't want. So many families, you know, particularly ones who grew up in a poverty cycle, have these beliefs that are passed on to children about, well, you know, money is the root of all evil. You know, there are Bible verses that get used about it's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to get into heaven. That was something that I actually heard from my own mother growing up. And we were pretty well off, by the way. But my mom always had a sense of guilt around having that money, which is why after the divorce from my father, she really struggled to keep her uh, what she took in that divorce. I've talked to other clients who grew up in a generation where they were told that the woman's place was in the home or was to take care of the man. And yet, you know, these are people with the potential within them to grow up to be hashtag girl boss and be the CEO of the company. And yet there's part of them just because of the programming that isn't stepping into the potential. The second thing that success is not is trying to emulate someone else's life because you don't know who you are. You would be shocked how many people I've coached over the course of my practice who just followed in the path of a sibling or followed in the career path of a parent 
looking for that approval, wanting to fit in, wanting to be part of the tribe because they were never really encouraged to explore who they are and what interests them. I've had people tell me before that, hey, my cousin always got all the attention in the family, so I just wanted to go do the same major that they did in college because I thought my family would treat me with the same praise and that I would be seen and heard. I've been very honest here on the podcast that there was a part of me through much of my life that was trying to recreate my father's life and follow in his footsteps because I believe subconsciously as a child, I thought that would be a way to get more attention from my mother. But the problem with these first two models of reality is if you believe that success is what other people tell you or you're crafting a version of success trying to emulate somebody else, one of two things is going to happen. You're always going to feel like you're missing the target. And when you do achieve this level of success that isn't yours, it won't mean anything to you. You're not going to be happy with it. And the number three thing that success is not is acquiring material wealth is a means to consume the emotions that you're meant to generate within yourself. So many people are chasing the next pay raise or they're trying to jump into the next tax bracket because they believe that there is going to be an emotional payoff by getting there, that it's going to give them perhaps a level of freedom, that it's going to give them more security or safety in their life. But what you end up learning when you go on this personal development path is you have to know the emotions you're chasing and then take responsibility to generate those within yourself. Because if you're coming from a place of, I'm not safe, I'm not free, I'm not secure, you're going to get there. You'll get the external thing, you'll feel good for a few weeks, perhaps a few months, but you're going to go back to that rehearsed pattern of feeling not free, unsafe, and insecure. So then what happens in that minute that we think we'll take all this extra money that came in by getting the raise and we can spend it on something else that's going to give us the freedom or the sense of security. So we end up buying the house that's just above what we should pay to the point where we become overwhelmed by the high mortgage payment. And then we're back to a place of, oh my God, I'm feeling insecure. I don't feel free. Now I just need to make more money to pay for this house that I'm stuck under. I live this. I'm the guy that bought the half million dollar home in the suburbs when I lived in Sacramento, California. And I remember even being so proud going to my boss and showing him the MLS listing of the, of the two houses I was looking at. And one was much more reasonable for what I needed at that point as a single person versus this big house in the gated community. And my boss looked at me. He's like, Dan, why are you paying this much for this house? And in hindsight, I became very defensive. I thought having the house was going to give me some sort of sense of status or the appearance of having made it. And sure enough, I bought that house and I was just never happy anytime I had to make the mortgage payment on it. I did it. It was fine, but it didn't fill the hole internally. And, you know, Steve Bing, the story I gave you earlier, a great example of that, that you can have all of those outside possessions, but unless you're really able to know the core emotions that resonate for you, what are your core values, and you're generating them rather than trying to consume them, you're always going to find yourself feeling like you're at a dead end and unfulfilled. So here are a few questions that you should consider as you're trying to come up with this definition of success and figuring out what it means to you. Number one, I want you to consider what is your success defined by? 
is it professional achievements? Is it getting the big corner office and becoming the VP of the company? If you're a salesperson, is it getting in that President's Club award at the end of the year and getting the bonus that comes with it? And there is nothing wrong with chasing professional achievements. We're all here to excel in whatever vocation or cause that we're giving ourselves to. It's not a bad thing, but we just want to know what's driving you. Or is it not about professional achievements? Is it more about your personal happiness? Is it more about having the balance in your life? There are some people that don't want to become the vice president because they don't want the responsibility and they just want to make enough money that they can go on nice vacations, travel, and spend time with their family. And that's cool too, if that's what it means for you. Is your success defined by financial freedom? Is it about earning enough money up front right now that you can save, that you can retire early? Is that what success means to you? Is it about having a little bit of FU money in the bank? Or is success for you defined by service? Is it in what you're giving to the world? Now, on the surface, the spiritual answer is to be like, oh, yes, well, success for me is how I'm serving the world. But in the case of Steve Bing, this was a man that gave tens of millions of dollars away to charities, was very involved in doing it, and yet there was still an internal hole for him. He was missing those personal relationships. He was estranged from his own family. So even though this is a man with much financial freedom and a, a level of service that he was committed to, he still did not feel successful. He still did not feel fulfilled. And maybe it's a combination of many of these. If you had to put together your ideal success portfolio, what percentage of it is in personal achievements? What is personal happiness? Maybe there is another area that we haven't discussed today that is deeply meaningful for you. Another question that you want to consider is after you achieve this definition of personal success as you've created it, how will your life be different than it is right now? What is the outcome you want by having the success? Maybe you want to move to a different city or to a better school district for your children. Maybe you want to have a completely different career. You want to start your own business. Perhaps for you, this is about more travel. And ultimately, to reach that next level of success, what is your why? What is going to keep you going when you encounter an obstacle? Because any next levels of success that you're trying to get to, of outward success, it's going to require you to grow, to learn more, to become more, to take new risks, to put yourself out there in an entirely new way. And to some degree, it's going to require a fair amount of grind. You are going to have to work for the next goal. Now, I don't mean that you have to struggle to get there. That's a very different energy. But you have to be willing to put in the sweat equity to build this next level of your life. So when those fears of failure come up, when the inner critic kicks in and tells you that you're not enough, when the fear of disappointing your parents kicks in, what is going to keep you going? What is that desire or hunger that's really going to keep you moving in the right direction? Is your desire to make a bigger impact in the world? Perhaps you're somebody that's focused on what is your legacy and what is the example that you're setting for your children by how you show up and serve in the world. Look, there can be a certain amount of ego that's driving you, that you just refuse to fail, that you put your butt on the line and you want to prove to people that you can do this. You know, as much as my business was led with a desire 
to want to make a difference in the lives of others and help people avoid the suffering in corporate America and the anxiety and the depression that I went through, you best believe there was also a piece of me that you know, that there was an FU factor to the people who doubted me, you know, my ex-girlfriend at the time and, and many members of my family who told me that being a life coach wasn't even a real job. That's one of my favorite quotes I heard from my family. <laughs> and by favorite, I mean, actually least favorite. But these are the things that they told me. And that triggered a fire inside of me to be like, you know what? I'll show you. So these are all the things that you want to consider because you have to create this definition of success for yourself. But here is the wisdom that I want to pass on, having gone on this journey on my own, because guess what? I did leave the soul-sucking corporate job, and I got out, and I built a business on my own, and I built an amazing business where I'm out earning my old career by a lot of money while actually working less hours than I did in my, in my corporate career. And there was a part of me that thought, man, if I could just out-earn my old career by like $100,000 and I could work on the beach in Southern California and coach my clients and walk my dog on the beach every morning, that would be success. And I got all those things. And there was still a part of me in 2019, having built everything that I set out to do, where I found myself struggling with that feeling of emptiness. And I've coached so many people, gold medal athletes, media celebrities, high-level CEOs, and, you know, just people trying to make it to the next level in their office career. Somebody trying to make the leap from $40,000 a year to making $60,000, and they thought that that would change their life. This is part of the human condition. This is not just reserved for the people with, you know, the multi-six-figure salary. But I can tell you I've had the same conversation over and over. And once people get that level of success they believe they wanted, there's three things that they're truly looking for beyond just reaching the next level. And this is what I want to share with you today. Number one, they are looking for the freedom of self-expression and to be themselves. They want to do work that is deeply meaningful for them. They want more freedom over their time and schedule. They want more freedom over their finances. They want the freedom to travel and to build out their day as they want to. And here's the interesting thing about the times we're living in during the pandemic. I feel like every person right now has a certain level of being able to create this in their life. With so many people not working in the office and not having that, you know, two-hour round-trip commute every day, sitting in traffic, we've got a little bit more free time and hours in the day to build in the things that really give us that freedom, the improved lifestyle in our life. And wouldn't you know, when you look at the research, that we're not taking advantage of it. There was a study that just came out this week that's saying people's sleep patterns are absolutely wrecked during the pandemic. And I'm sure a fair amount of that is the stress and uncertainty of the times that we live in. But what the research is saying is that people now are just getting out of bed 10 minutes before they start their day on Zoom calls, that we're just taking this extra time that we've been gifted and we're using it to fall into the same old patterns that people on average are staying up over an hour later than they used to 
sitting up binge watching TV shows and Netflix right now during the pandemic. So with this extra time, we're misdirecting our energy toward the same things that helped us numb out in the first place. And I fully realized that at the beginning of the pandemic, there were a lot of people in the life coaching space, and I was one of them, that said, hey, this is the opportunity right now. You can write your book. You can start your business. And there was a lot of overwhelm early on while people were adjusting to the new normal. And they're like, look, Dan, I'm trying to figure out how to telework from home while I'm also the schoolmaster and the housekeeper and the cook. And you mean to tell me on top of this, now I'm supposed to write like my New York Times bestseller to the world? Screw you, Mason. (laughs) And I get that. But the reality is right now here in California where I live, we're heading into a second lockdown. You know, my gym is closed again. Restaurants are shutting down. It could very well be that the circumstances of our life roll into 2021, and there are some people that say this could go on until 2022. At some point, we've got to take responsibility to create the things that we want, that a higher level of self-expression, that deeper connection to ourself and our own desires. Because once you do that, the second thing that every successful person is looking for is deeper relationships spiritually. Now that could be to their higher power, but also just deeper relationships with the people in their life. You know, have you ever been the person who's just worked and worked to get that job promotion? And then you realize that maybe you've only been showing up with about 35% of the attention that you'd like to be giving to your family. Is it possible that you've been so focused on professional goals that you and your spouse feel like strangers? We're seeing this in the time of the pandemic, even with many famous couples. Rachel Hollis, you know, works in personal growth and self-help, runs a personal growth business with her husband, and then they were in lockdown together, and they announced, you know what? We're getting divorced, and I send them both a lot of love. I know that that's a, a very difficult thing for anybody to go through. Kelly Clarkson and her husband doing the same thing. So we want to deepen our relationships with the people around us. It's one of the things that I am most proud of about so many of my clients that I've been working with both one-on-one and in my eight-week group programs that we do is I do an entire relationship module, which is great because I allow you to bring your partner onto those calls so you can take the training together. And, you know, one of my clients was just telling me earlier today that the biggest blessing for her during the pandemic is, you know, she's been with her partner for 15 years. They've been married for five And they've never been more connected in their marriage ever. That's a beautiful, beautiful thing. You know, one of my other clients would just sent me a text message right before I got on the call tonight. When you're one of my one-on-one clients, we also get to go back and forth on the Voxer app. So you got text and voice message access to me in between our calls. And she had messaged me right before I started rolling tonight, talking about how she and her husband have got all their date nights locked in on the calendar. And that's not something that they were doing before the pandemic. So we want deepened relationships. Number one, with ourselves. we want the freedom to be who we are. We want to go deeper with the people that we value. The number three thing that people are looking for once they achieve the outward levels of success is they want to somehow give their gifts, their talents, their financial resources to help other people succeed. 
It's the circle of life, my friends. You know, we just stay in that energetic flow. The more that we grow, the more that we have, the more that we have to give to other people. We've seen this. Bill Gates left Microsoft to go start the Gates Foundation. It's one of the things I've always challenged myself to do in my business. Even in the early days of my coaching business where I was only making about $1,200 a month on average, I would still take 10% of whatever came in in those days and I would donate it to charity. You know, even if it meant that that was less money to pay the bills, I wanted to get myself into that habit because I knew if I couldn't, you know, donate $100 out of 1000 when I got to the point that I was making $10,000, $20,000 a month, I wasn't going to give one or 2000 away. And then what happens when you're making a million dollars a month? You know, it doesn't get any easier. So it's something that I've trained myself to do to be in service. Every time a client payment comes into my account, I immediately take a portion of that and donate. This week, I, I was able to do that with uh, Feeding America and the Humane Society because, you know, I love me some dogs. If you follow me on Instagram, you're well aware of that. And, and I would tell you that all three of these are important. If you look in the case of Steve Bing, you know, and I hate to keep going back to this tragic story, but I think that there is powerful learning in it for us. There's a man who was totally focused on service. He gave a great deal of his fortune away. And he had tremendous self-expression. He was producing these documentaries and these movies that he loved. But when you read the story, those deepened relationships with other people, you know, he had some superficial relationships with a lot of celebrity friends. But he was estranged from his own family. There was clearly a hole there. There, there was a spiritual need and, and a wounded inner child that was never addressed. Meanwhile, there are other people that achieve all the personal freedom. Look at the news right now with Johnny Depp, this whole court case with his ex-wife. You know, here's a man who had the highest levels of artistic expression. He scared the living hell out of the Disney executives because he was playing Captain Jack Sparrow as a drunk Keith Richards, which isn't what Disney wanted, but it became this enormously profitable franchise, and now he's lost his fortune. You know, it just became the excess and the endless pursuit of self and, you know, splurging all that money on drugs and more mansions. And there might he might have been missing that sense of service to other people. I don't know him personally, but there's something going on. If you've got alcohol and drug addiction, you're trying to numb out from some other pain in your life. And it could very well be that maybe he only knew himself through these amazing characters he betrayed, but... He wasn't in touch with who he was. You know, these are patterns that could happen, but there is a piece of the puzzle missing. I'm not here, and I don't say any of these things with judgment. I say it with tremendous compassion and love. Because how many of us have thought, man, if we just had, you know, 600 million, if we had homes in five different countries, that would be the finish line. And what I'm trying to get you to do is go within and really build this definition of success and fulfillment. Success Sure, it can be defined by a number in the bank account. Fulfillment, how do you feel every day when you get out of bed? How do you feel when you look at yourself in the mirror? And if the answers aren't what you want them to be, it's time to get some help. It's time to get some mentorship. It's time to talk to somebody to address that because I truly believe that A, 
you can achieve whatever it is you want to create in your life. I truly believe that. I don't think that you would even have the desire to create a next level in your life if you didn't have the inherent ability to do it. And if the universe wasn't going to support you because you were created by whatever higher power you believe in to live your purpose, therefore you'll be supported as you pursue it. It's a great time to tap into getting some support. If you think I might be the coach for that, I've got amazing programs, both one-on-one, and we're going to be reopening another cohort for my eight-week accelerator group coaching program coming up in August. Super excited about that. You can reach out to me on my website for information, creativesoulcoaching.net, or slide into my DM on Insta. You can find me at CSC Dan Mason. I hope this content makes you think about your life in a different way today. You know, I hope this really helps you stop the external chase for success and leads you to reconnect to those values and who you are. And it's not an easy thing to do. Most of us were raised in a world and by families who rewarded us to be what other people wanted us to be. I think that that's, you know, that's also part of the human condition. But it's never too late to come home to yourself and it's never too late to create your amplified life. From the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode, please share it with a friend. You can give us a follow here on the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, whichever app that you listen to us on. And if you are an Apple user, it would mean the world to me if you took two minutes out of your day and just left us a five-star rating and review, which really helps us with the algorithm. I'll talk to you next week. In the meantime, turn down the volume on your negativity, turn up the volume on your purpose so you can live life amplified. I'll talk to you next week. 